Tiger Bomb Sports Audio Entertainment presents Pit Row with your host Ralph, where we will review the upcoming NASCAR weekend's races and go over the last weekend's races, what happened, what we saw on the tracks, and build towards DFS picks. Let's jump into our latest episode. Welcome back down Pit Row race fans. It is Talladega weekend. Excited to talk some racing with you. Welcome back. I'm your host, Ralph. This is Pit Row, as I've been saying a few times now, and uh, we'll hop right into it. This is what we do here. We want to talk NASCAR. We want to introduce NASCAR to a newer, wider range of audience as we all kind of get acquainted with this thing together. Been a fan for a few years, looking more closely at it nowadays. That's the background of why Pit Row came to be. Again, I'm your host, Ralph. This is my company that I started for a podcast, Tiger Bomb Sports Audio Entertainment. Pit Row is a new entry to that. But normally, we talk fantasy football. We talk fantasy baseball. We nail it. We have what is affectionately around here referred to as the process nailed down where we can basically use our tried and true ways to get a leg up on the competition Seasonal fantasy, daily fantasy, work the websites. People say DraftKings, FanDuel, it's a scam. Not around here, it isn't. That's the basis of Tiger Bomb Sports Audio Entertainment. And the sports division, really, is to give you good free information. I'm building this into the best free information so that we can all win together. Pit Row is is our introduction to NASCAR. We're not giving out and advising DraftKings picks yet because we need to iron out the process still. But this is why I say we're learning and growing together here as we slide back down pit row every week. There are other podcasts at the Tiger Bomb factory, if you will, with True Crime. There's a few things going on there. So if you're curious, www.tigerbombsae.com is where you might go check out some of those other podcasts there mostly all of them except for this one pit row has their own page there you can actually uh you know click on each page and then see all the information pertaining to that podcast especially for those football and baseball ones a lot of pertinent information to how we play the game if you want to familiarize yourself with that it's right there for you if not no big deal there will be a page shortly for pit row if this sticks that's up to you guys but that's how you might find us. If you want to listen to your podcast on the go, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, all that, just search for us the same way. It's Tiger Bomb Sports Audio Entertainment. Then uh, obviously you like and subscribe. You can get all the podcasts this way. So the new ones will come out. You can hear them for Pit Row. But this way you get the other ones too. Uh, you can search for me on Facebook and Twitter the same way. Tiger Bomb Sports Audio Entertainment. We have pages there. I linked some of the other show pages. Lots of valuable information. Plenty of ways for us to keep in contact here at Tiger Bomb with you Tiger Bombers. So, again, welcome. That's my big long-winded intro. And now we can get to what we've been doing, which is assessing last weekend's race and moving on to this weekend's race. This is a big weekend, though, because we get to look back at Bristol, the Easter race. And we get to look forward to that Eric Church song. Talladega. I'm sorry, I won't make you guys listen to me sing. Okay, but anyways, you get it. It's Talladega weekend. 
Before we get there, though, let's review the slop that was the Food City Dirt Race. Incredible idea. Very ambitious for NASCAR. Um, I know it was a lot of restarts. It was a slow race, but the end was kind of zany and fun still, I thought. But at the beginning of this race, Briscoe bullies his way to the front quickly. Um, there's a little bit of three wide early on, which I was, which I thought was interesting. I didn't think that this was a track that would support that such a small venue, but when you want it, you want it, I guess, right? So we did see some three wide action at Bristol during the Food City Dirt Race. Now <clears throat> we got the first caution at lap 13. NASCAR doesn't want the cars overheating because of the mud and all this and that, and so. They decided to just bring everybody in, come on down pit row. This is a, a NASCAR schedule caution here. But this already is starting to get the feel that it's going to be sloppy and dirty. You wonder why they won't just remove the windshields because in most dirt races, they don't have a windshield. I know the drivers would want that. It would go a long way to making them feel more comfortable in doing this race that just really feels like NASCAR putting a lot of people at the table that don't necessarily want to be there for this one. Not knocking it, but I'm just saying this as somebody who's new to this whole environment and, and looking at it in an analytical way, there is a lot of drawback. There's a lot of pushback, I should say, uh, to this whole concept, really. And, you know, even the beginning of this race, you know, seeing them having to stop the race to stop the overheating, it's like we knew this would happen, right? So, anyways, uh, Larson gets a nice jump on the restart. So, 50 to go in stage one here. Austin Dillon is challenging Bell a bit here at this point. Chase Briscoe still out front, though. Kyle Busch would be gaining. Caution at 49 again. Briscoe lost the back right tire. They're really bumping hard out there. I thought that was interesting. I mean, obviously, it's the mud, right? So, they're sliding into each other. But, the, but they really are trading blows back and forth here, beating and banging at this point. And it's early on in the race. So... Moving along to four to go, stage one. Visibility looks questionable at this point. Already starting to fog up. I mean, like, there's just so much going on. Blaney's moving to the front, though, with that super fast car he's got. guy gets into the wall with one to go in stage one, so we're done there. Larson takes it. So interesting, though, to see NASCAR come and lay down water uh, and cake down the mud before stage two. I'm new to this whole mud racing thing, right? And so, to me... I know a lot of stuff like that is not interesting to some of you guys or you're used to it or it's an afterthought. But to me, this is like akin to, you know, like lots of people watch. High, they like the Zamboni <laughs> when it comes out. It cleans the ice. There's something fulfilling about that. Right. That's the same sort of scenario. That's the same sort of vibes I was getting here as we're seeing them come and treat this track and get it ready for stage two. Suarez, Chastain, Briscoe up front on the restart. Larson fourth now. But Larson's car is strong. He's up to Suarez very quickly, breathing down his neck. Caution, fourth of the night already, 17 laps in the stage two. Alex Bowman spun out. So we go green again at 90, lap 96. Order going Suarez, Chastain, Larson. Another caution, four-car pile up in the back of the straightway. Bowman again. Among others, Gregson was in, Gregson was injured. Uh, Harvick got a lot of damage. Cody Ware gets the free pass at this point. Now we're going green again. Suarez, Chastain, Kyle Busch up front. 
Kazalowski spins out after contact with Austin Dillon. So we're going caution again. Weather in the area at this point. Race is official. So guys are going to start going for it. Like at this point, wouldn't be uncharacteristic for them to have to have stopped this one. And so we saw guys get a little bit more aggressive. Order at this point. Suarez, Bell, Larson, Chastain. Suarez driving hard, but the rain is coming. Then we get caution for debris on the track. Almarola gets the free pass. Everybody believes at this point the race is going to be called. And so there, so I can't stress how hard they were driving at this point, which was so fun to watch in the mud. Now we get a crash on the backstretch. It's Corey LaJoy who gets hit hard. No grip on the bottom lane right now. Watching at this point is race is what I noticed. And there it is. There goes the rain. Briscoe, Bell, Suarez on the restart. Rain held us off for a little bit there. I'm fast. I'm obviously not exaggerating how these breaks were in the middle, but again, Briscoe, Bell, Suarez on the restart. Briscoe wins the stage, stage two. 15 cars did not pit after this. Now, a million years later, we get a shot of the restart finally. Um, there's a lot of sitting around. I think that's the one boring part about NASCAR. Like it's hard to so like like all candor. I watched this race later on so I could fast forward through this stuff. It is much more enjoyable for me than probably it would be for you guys sitting through that, right? You almost got to be doing something else um, as, as a sort of alleviate of your attention. But we get it going again for a restart. Finally, Chastain's car is dying, though. Like, his car is literally dying. We've got 100 to go at this point. Kyle Busch, Joey Logano up front. Kyle gets wild. And that shakes things up a little bit. Reddick up front now. 89 to go. We get another caution. Ricky Stenthouse was involved here. 83 to go. We go green again. Then the order goes Reddick, Dylan, Bush. So Childress running hard up front. Eric Jones again. <laughs> Spins. He brings out caution 11. This is all typical in the mud, right? Uh, green with 76 to go now. Orders Reddick, Logano, Dylan up front. Some three wide going on at this point. Ty Gilliland spins out, so we get our caution. Here we go again at 68, same order. Kyle Busch jumps up hard to second. Kazalowski up to third, now with 55 to go. Stenthouse brings on the caution with 48 to go. Then our order on the restart goes Reddick, Bush, Kazalowski. Very messy restart, very, very messy. 38 to go, we get this caution. Reddick's the leader now. Austin Dillon's car literally blew up. He gone out of the race. Car literally blew up. Okay, more rain and more delays. And so we're going to try it again. Again, this is where I had the luxury of fast forwarding, unlike some of you. So 24 to go here on the restart. 14 banging right now. Reddick is out front. Bush second. Kyle Bush, But he slid up top after starting inside. I tell you that inside lane was running slow. Briscoe's on the inside now. Logano just behind this group, chasing him, literally watching these guys chasing them. Briscoe wants to go to the outside, but Kyle won't let him have it. 20 to go. Logano's still there just trailing these two who are doing the side-by-side -side act. Reddick pulling away now because that side-by-side -side draft is just doing wonders for him. So if you guys want to picture it, Reddick's out front. The two knuckleheads in the middle. Logano slowly chasing them, almost like a little kite, if you want to draw it out. 20 to go. Logano still chasing these two. Reddick pulling away. 
while the 18 and the 14 do the side-by-side thing even more. Briscoe finally clears Kyle at 18 to go inside lane, not offering much still. Here we are, 17 to go. Briscoe chasing down Reddick now since it's clear Kyle. It'll be close, but he can still get him. He's making ground as the race is closing down. Briscoe gains on three and four, but Reddick gets it back on one and two in those turns. So it becomes a little more of a cat and mouse. Now it's 10 to go. Can he catch him? Briscoe catches him, makes his move, tries to go down low, and there's contact, and they both swirl, but don't crash, and out of nowhere, Kyle Busch breezes by them. Nothing but dust in the rear view, maybe. Maybe, baby. Wow. Kyle Busch wins this one. Incredible. Gets him off the snide for what was a long drought in terms of race wins. I thought Reddick did a pretty good job in those final three laps. A bit sloppy. Maybe a bit overly aggressive. But I still feel he made his move at the right time. Damn, that was thrilling driving at the end. He drove him down. Reddick drove, I mean, Briscoe drove Reddick down. He chased him down. He drove his ass off to get Past the pack, all the way up to him. Like, did everything he could to get to him. Reddick was trying to do a good job of not losing the race. You have to try to win. You got to run the win. You got to drive the win. I know he was down on himself. But if you look at it, I thought he did a pretty good job. Maybe a little sloppy here and there. Some of those turns. A little overly aggressive. But I'm not going to fault him. He did everything he could. Briscoe was just a demon, man. He was a demon running them down. I love to see them two just sort of the, the 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 cool thing about NASCAR is letting you hear them talk it out at the end there. Like obviously sometimes it's just a fight and that's fun too. But this wasn't that. This was just them chatting it up, man, you know, and it was fun. That was a great thing. I was excited by that. Um great win for Kyle, I guess. He lucked out, but Everybody ran hard as they could in what was a very, very long race, and everybody's happy to be over now. We're on to the Geico 500 at Talladega Super Speedway this weekend, y'all. This is a big one. We got 188 laps in this one. That's 500 miles. Think about that. Less than 200 laps to go 500 miles. This is a big track. Uh, The stage breaks go at 60-120 and then ending at 188. The total, the purse for this one is seven point four million. Talladega is the biggest oval on the circuit. We're talking two point six miles. So this is driving, y'all, with the steepest banking, thirty three degrees, and it's the site of the most lead changes in one race ever, the closest margin of victory ever. So they're gonna drive. There's a lot of room for activities, as they might say, at the Talladega Super Speedway. Team Penske's won eight of the last 13 races at Talladega, three with Brad, three with Joey Logano, and two with Ryan Blaney. These guys are favorites this weekend. The final green flag stretch was two laps or less in the last 15 of these. So it's going to be boom, wreck, boom, wreck down the stretch there. So it's a survival thing, like that Gloria Gaynor song, I Will Survive. That's going to be the winner of this one. But the Fords carry plenty of speed at Daytona. In this next-gen car, which is likely going to translate here, is what a lot of people have been thinking. I'm inclined to also think that. 
I will venture into DK this week. Should not be as abominable as last week. But Penske, obviously, they've got the favorites. Blaney with that fast car. He's a favorite. These guys have won it before. And then Kazalowski, him and his team, they look um, viable. But I'll also take a gamble on some other folks, too. Bubba and Denny, not necessarily teammates, but those will be the two Toyotas I have some interest in. Maybe lay off the rest of them. I've also got some Hendricks in, or I'm sorry, some interest in Richard Childress, Hendrick. Because, again, if I'm going to play DraftKings, y'all, I can run this like I was traditionally running some of the other races where I want to pick teammates and pair them together. This is that kind of a track, right? We should see a lot of cool action a lot of bumping a lot of helping a lot of moving a lot of everything so i'm going back to that colleague team i would be on them this week i want to get on these younger dudes too the xfinity guys Haley hemrick gragson gragson won today just by avoiding the wreck he was 13 for most of those fight like the like the six thousand restarts they had he was running out 13 to 15 this guy wins it just by holding on. So he's very cheap. I'm hoping that this translates. But I think those guys are all in a very good spot. Haley as well. Very good spot. But Bubba and Denny, like I said, Hendricks, RCR, um, Trackhouse, I've got interest in them, Chastain and Suarez. You've got to mix and match with so much variable action able to happen. And so I'll just throw a cat, you know, I'll cast a wide net. And hope to catch my returns that way. But, guys, that's what I've got to tell you about Talladega. I really don't believe in some of these people taking longer to give you overall analysis. It's like, what are you trying to... There's not a lot of analysis available. New car. new ev- Like, so much is new. So, it's like, every week is the same thing. We're seeing this for the first time. But at this point, we've seen this car on a super speedway. So, we can start making some translations. We know certain things right so i'm going to rely more on what i've been seeing as opposed to what i've been hearing at this point i know penske's in a good spot because i know blaney's in a good spot because he did a fast car i don't need them to tell me the history of what happened for me to know that that's probably been the fastest car in nascar this year and if this is a track that you barely have to pump the brakes at yeah you can just mash the gas here y'all like you don't have to worry about you can just lay on it like you can lay on it you won't need brakes here Okay, so he's the fastest car translates easily. So obviously I want to bring his teammates along. But then you do the research and you find they have history there. Well, then, yes, that makes a lot of sense. Those other plays made a lot of sense, too. I will stay away from the Toyotas. I don't have a lot of they were struggling these things already. So I I don't think that they're going to turn it around this week. Glad Kyle won last week, but I think they go right back to where they've been, which is trying to figure it out. Much more interested in uh, Kazolowski and his team, RFK. He's had some past success. I think that can translate too. But as I said, I'll dip my toe in as many of the waters as I can. And uh, just hope something comes back, I suppose. But that's it, guys. I hope you guys enjoy the race. We'll reconvene next week and talk about what happened. But good luck if you're playing DraftKings. And if not, just enjoy it like me. All right, y'all. Peace. This has been Pit Row. If you'd enjoyed it, drive back through next week. We'll do it again. Another Tiger Bomb Sports Audio Entertainment production.